That's my wife, you asshole. This relationship is It's Catherine. And this is Chidi's podcast. Why have I never gone first? Oh, I don't know. You can if you want. Let's try it again. Ready? Hey, hey y'all. It's Catherine. Lace is gone. <laughs> That's why. That's why you're not allowed to do this. That's exactly why you're not allowed to do this. All right. We're on the catch-ups. Uh, yep. Um, happy Thursday to everybody. Um, why are you Lace? assuming I'm going to get this done in time to get it out on a Thursday? I, I'm putting it out there right now. Oh, man. You're putting the pressure on me. Yeah. That's fine. I get it. I see what you're doing here. Um, I've seen the zookeepers before. I don't know. Keep the animals in line. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see your tricks, lady. As much as, yeah, we talked about this, as much as you think that you are my manager. No, more like a uh, mentor. Mother, teacher, manager. You've, you've peer pressured me into getting drunk more than anyone I've ever met in my entire like life. Like I said, mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is how I got you uh, tonight. So we're recording and then you're like, okay, but I have to leave at a certain time because I've got to go watch the vice presidential debates. And watch Mamala lay that smack down. Lay, lay a lashing. Lay a lashing on old uh, Pensy Pence. Penisness. Yeah. I was trying to say penis. Penisless. Mike Penisless. <laughs> Vice, Vice President Mike Penisless. penisless. <laughs> That's funny. And I was like, oh my God, why go home? Stay and watch with me. I'll make Mama Laritas. <laughs> and that's what got you to say. I really can't. Yeah. I, every time I text Hot Tub, I'm like, I'm coming home, and I'm with you. <laughs> and then and I'm like, the I'm leaving day. in five minutes. <laughs> and then I show up at eight a.m. <laughs> and and he's like, what what happened? And I'm like, oh, Lace asked me to go for one margarita, and I, we just got out of jail. <laughs> And I don't see how there's literally anything to complain about. Like, it just sounds amazing. I, I sound like the coolest person I know. Since we've started this podcast, I've quit my job. I've yet to get a job. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm slowly dwindling. I introduced you to a guy that had a hot tub and you started dating him. You've, you've made, I made you wild quit your promises that I've just been hanging on to. What promises? They've all come to fruition. You what said, you said I was gonna have a baby by now. <laughs> it no, hasn't weren't not, seeing anyone else. It hasn't been nine months. So just hold tight. That baby's coming. All right. Oh man. What a time. What a time to be half alive, you know? Mm, okay, this I have a time to be alive. It's a good time for me to be alive because this weekend I have shows for the first time. In three weeks. Yeah, because you chose to go out of town with the love of your life. I know. Because you're and, such a great girlfriend. And I was very happy to support him. Mm-hmm. Sounds um, like it. I can and, see it, how your eye is twitching when you say that. And um, and I feel like I paid my dues for six years. So yeah. I won't be going. That's it. You don't need to go back out of town, not once again. Mm-mm. 
Yeah. So I'll be at Center Stage this weekend on Yay! Friday and Saturday in Atlanta. I think it's produced by Laughing Skull. It is. It's like a variety show. Yes, and I'll be on it soon. Not this weekend, but soon I'll be on there as well. So yay, I'm so glad. Do you, are you exhausted from your headlining weekend? Girl. Uh, okay, so the last time we had an episode or the last time we did a catch up or whatever, we talked about how I had shows coming up at the Punchline this past weekend and I was going to be opening for April Macy, mm-hmm. our good buddy who we love. And then unfortunately she had an emergency and very, very last minute couldn't do the shows this weekend Mm -hmm. and the club was like okay lace do you want to headline all weekend and i was like i mean i hate that april's not going to be here because i love her so much and she's so freaking funny and i hadn't seen her in a while but um holy shit yeah Yeah. i give me yeah they put your name on the marquee they did Uh, they put it on the site they put on the marquee it was nuts and guess what it literally it didn't hit me until sunday morning or no i guess it hit me like sometime saturday night while i was doing three back-to-back headlining sets but I was like man I don't think I've ever done that yeah I mean in nine years of comedy I I've headlined obviously I've headlined back-to-back shows I think the most I've done is two in a night of headlining spots what normally I do though when I do one-offs because I'm not like a you know club and venue headliner I've headlined at clubs but there's normally one night like I don't do the whole weekend right because I'm not a tv name and so, man, ah, that is, and I featured three shows in a row a million times, which is for those listening who don't do comedy. So the, the breakup of time is that the host normally does around 10 minutes. It all depends on the club and the venue and the setup or whatever, what kind of show it is. Right. But, uh, traditionally host does 10 or so minutes. There might be a guest spot that's five minutes. Feature set is 20 to 30 minutes, depending on what the club needs. And then the headliner is 45 to an hour. And I have not, and they do a six, eight, and a 10 o'clock show on Saturday nights. A lot nights. of industry. That is so much work. Catherine, mm-hmm. my feet were killing me by the third show. And I didn't even wear like tall heels. I wore like little booties that had like a little nice chunk, short chunk hill uh-huh, on it to uh-huh. kind of, you know, because I didn't want to go. How are your f- temples? How are your brains? Oh my God. My brain felt uh, like it was just mush by the mm-hmm. end of it. I, I literally was just pulling and relying on just muscle memory by yeah. that last show. I don't see how people headline three shows. Oh my God. It was bizarrely um, stressful, but rewarding. Great. It felt great. Like adrenaline, man, it does something for you. Like how moms can lift a car if their baby's under it. That was yeah. me by that last show. Just Cause you're my mom. Yeah. Cause I'm your mom. And I was like, Oh no, Catherine's under a car yeah. again. <laughs> And then well, I was let's really leave worried. Her here and do a show. No, I was extra worried because I was the one that drove over you. So um, it usually happens like, that way. I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta lift this car off my baby." Because <laughs> if they find out I hit her, they're gonna take her from me. Yeah. <laughs> and I stole the car. And I stole the car. It's not even my car. <laughs> so yeah, man, it took uh, it took everything in me, literally everything in me, to get through it. But it felt great. And the night before that Friday night, before I had done two shows back to back. Um, yeah, I was proud. I mean, one of them, the very first one I did of the weekend, I'll be honest, it sucked. I wasn't great. Dude. Okay. First of all, 45 to an hour. I hadn't. In the first place, you haven't been doing. I haven't done a headlining set in over six months. Yeah. The most long, long time. Yeah. The the most time I had done in a row 
on a show in six months was 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. That's it. And there's a big difference. Doubling yes. that in a row and keeping people interested and making people feel like they're getting their money's worth yeah. is tough. And that first show, I, I mean, the crowd was just, they were also kind of weird. They were the, by, sometimes, easily the weirdest crowd of the week. Sometimes it's the atmosphere too. Plus me. Cause it's like, I, I felt weird. And then if they weren't giving me anything, then I got in my head more yeah. and then just trying to remember jokes. And then, oh man, it just, whoo. And that's not the time that you want to be trying to do new shit. Because if you lose them, you've lost them. Now you, now they've got to listen to you for another 30, 40 minutes if you lose them. Yeah. And then you're like, ugh. And you can work them to try to get them back, but that's just more work that you're doing. Anyway, yeah. I got some – I did get to tag a bunch of shit. I did get a couple new bits out. Uh, but I, thank God I was able to, like, rely on memory to – You and, remembered your jokes? Whew, not so that – many times I've already been on stage and I'm like, okay. And I'm I'm dipping out. I don't remember that one. Oh, that very first show of the whole weekend, the first of five, I went into a bit that and could not for the life of me remember the, how it ended. And I straight up said to the audience in the most <laughs> professional way possible, well, can't remember how that one ends. Don't know why I started it. So anyway, looked at my watch. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? And then just went into another bit. I did that and I just went... <laughs> Any questions? Does anybody <laughs> Any questions? Well, don't know why I brought that up. Does Any questions? Anybody, does anybody, anybody want to pitch a punchline yeah. here? Does anybody want to? Does anyone know where I was going with it? Yeah. Anyone? <laughs> I'll pay you. Did anyone I'll see me do that drink. joke eight you, months you, ago and yeah. can remember where it went? No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, but there. thank you for asking, Catherine. Uh, it was. Uh, You're welcome. Man, it felt good. It, it did feel honestly really good to get it all out. But immediately afterward, I was like, oh, cool. After you've done all of your most recent favorite bits all back to back to back to back so many times, you're like, oh, I hate all of these yeah. jokes. Yeah, 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 and yeah, I hate yeah. my voice and I'm dumb and I don't know why I even yeah. try to do comedy. And none of those were funny enough. Well, if you don't feel like that after a set, then you're not doing it right. That's true. I do think that though. I heard. I think it was uh, Sarah Silverman. I heard say that in an interview like years and years ago. She was like, uh, "If you think that you have no room to improve, you need to get out of stand-up comedy." Yeah. And I was like, "That's a very good point." You should always be beating yourself up at every second. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you should oh, be crying on the way home, no matter how it went. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've been hearing that a lot lately. That people are like disgusted at their bits. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's just, I think it's cause we spent so much time away from our bits. Yeah. And then when you bring them back and you're like, Ugh. because, well, because it, it, it's, it's all you've had for six months, but you haven't been trying. So this is what I learned. I, I had like four or five new bits that I was doing on zoom shows. And I was like, I'm a genius writer. Everything I read is amazing. Yeah. Everyone loves everything. And then I did them in front of a real audience for the first time. And it was absolute and it, silence. And yeah. I was like, oh. Oh, this maybe only works for Zoom. Oh. Oh, people were just excited because they didn't see other people. Yeah. And that's why this was yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that they've seen other people, your little bits don't impress them anymore. No, they're over it. They don't like this whole Titanic conspiracy theory <laughs> that, that I have that no one, everyone's like, don't do it. And I'm like, no, I'm going to keep doing no, it. No, but it killed that one time to a silent audience yeah. on Zoom. And these whole new horse bits I have are just... They're crushing people. It's crushing their souls. Crushing their souls. <laughs> <laughs> Crushed it. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, crush the audience's soul. <laughs>
I killed it. Like they wanted to kill me afterward because it was so bad. They're like, should we give up? Should we just give up on life now? Because we obviously make bad decisions. Let's never go to any show ever again. Hey, but it just feels good to do it. Honestly, even the worst set is still like, holy shit, I went out and did something and, yeah. and I got to talk into a mic again. And I almost feel like a human being. So I stomped was- on stage. <laughs> I stomped and I I neighed like a horse. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm really living my dreams. <laughs> you know, I might have been standing on that stage, but I was galloping in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, uh, I'm excited for your shows this weekend. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Missed you, though. Wish you would have been in town these past two weekends because it's just been, you know, just lots of good stuff going on here in old Atlanta. How was, uh, how was Savannah? Okay, so we went into town and we were staying with... Um, uh, uh, two of Hot Tub's good couples friends. Couples uh, friends. You've two. You God. You get it. You get it. And uh, so they <laughs> we were we were up late, very drunk. Uh, the first night, and I went to bed at like two thirty in the morning, right? And Hot Tub and his friend. And How'd his you even get drunk? I wasn't even there to get you drunk. Uh, so what happens is, um. <laughs> Other people make me drinks. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, and I'm like, this is some weird tonic water, and they're like, it's a new, it's a Savannah kind, <laughs> and then I just start feeling loopy. Mm-hmm. So uh, their other couple, Bryce and Morgan. Morgan's a listener of Cheaties. Oh hell yes! Yeah. So they were up. Were they listeners beforehand? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! I, so I've noticed this pattern that that people do, and I, I think it's so funny. Like Morgan did it so people listen to an episode and then they go back and they listen from the beginning and they work their that's way cool up. hell yeah that's so cool like it's like a chronological chronological mm-hmm. so i go to bed and uh 6 30 in the morning hot tub flicks on the lights and he's like where's my toothbrush 6 30 is like, not the morning have I don't, you been i don't like that at all yeah i was like have you been up this whole time and then so we go to bed and then we wake up later in, in the morning and Bryce, the man of of the of the couple, it's a girl guy couple. He's like, um, so Kevin got in bed with Morgan last night. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite part. We're all in the room. He's telling his story. So it's the four of y'all in a hotel room. An Airbnb. In an Airbnb. And he goes and gets in the and wrong then, bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and Bryce said he fell asleep on the couch. At one point, he like went up to go wake up Kevin. Kevin does this thing. Like when you try and wake him up, like when he's sleeping when he's drunk, he's like, dude, chill. Like, he, I got it. Chill. And you're like, you're it. like, sorry, hot tub. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, you got you gotta wake up. And he's like, dude, I know. Chill. chill. And like, and, and he won't wake up. So, <laughs> I got it. So Bryce said he he had to like smack his face and he got up and left. But this is my favorite part about the story. Hot tub the entire day is like leaning over to me and he's like, "Are you, are you upset? Are you upset with me? Like he wants me. He wanted to be you to be upset. So oh my god, of course you bad. Be. And I'm like, like don't give kid, a shit. I have I, the bed to myself. Yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm on. I already am on and your team. Be, I didn't. And we would be in the Uber, and he would lean over, and he'd be like, "Seriously, I'm like so sorry. Like I didn't. Like you can get mad if you yeah. want." Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, 
I don't give a shit. Why would that bother you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and then he would get drunker during so the day. someone else had to deal with your drunk breath? And he'd lean over and he'd be like, babe, seriously, I didn't mean to. And you never brought it up <laughs> one time. I love this. I love this so much. You wanted me to be jealous so bad. Oh, I was killing him inside. Uh, yeah. Well, because he hasn't experienced the likes of, of you before. Who doesn't want to fuck it? Who doesn't give a shit? Yeah. I really don't. Well, because there's no red flags with him. He doesn't. I mean, there's red flags, but not about like cheating and stuff. No. I literally, no. Yeah, there's not even. There's no. not a, even an inkling. No, you don't like, you don't distrust him. So none of that's going to make you mad. Yeah. If you were like. That's like with Jared, if anything, if he did, I'd be like, oh, thank the Lord. Someone else. Yeah. Had it, to lay there and, and listen to you. Try to listen to Joe Rogan on the quietest <laughs> volume setting while they were tossing and turning and groaning, <laughs> trying to give you as many signs as they could that you'd need to turn it completely the fuck off. You know, good. I well, hope someone had yeah. to deal with that. I would call them, and then we awesome. would have a conversation. And yeah, and then we would, and then I would. We would have someone to it. commiserate with. Yeah, over your terrible sleeping habits. <laughs> I really wanted to ask that. I was like, so someone I woke up, like, Morgan. His mohairs didn't tickle your face. I was and just about to say his 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 billion tiny curly chest hairs. You didn't wake up with those stuck in your eyelashes. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> Hey, I, I went. I saw his bathroom at his apartment. Just it, they're hairs. everywhere. The hairs teeny, everywhere. Teeny tiniest, curliest, tightest, curliest chest hair. Every, absolutely. Everywhere. How are they shedding like that? Does he actively? Does he walk around and just trim them everywhere? I worry him. Or do so they much fall out? Is, is, I don't know what it is. I I don't. And he think he comes to my bathroom and and he's like, look at all these hairs on the the shower wall. And I'm like, look. <laughs> Look at your look feet at you. next time. Look, look everywhere. At your feet. At your Look home. at the trail, the tiny wool trail you have behind yeah. you, Kevin. We're bringing seven Roombas to the new house. <laughs> two for the bathroom. Yes, two for the bathroom. I was going to say, a few of them are the backup when one works for 15 minutes and gets full. <laughs> and then another one needs to, and it goes and taps the other one. It's like, you're in, bud. If you Put me in, if coach. You were like, if you were like, Catherine, what is your number one worst job in the entire world that you would absolutely hate. Ooh, cleaning up hair. It would be the hair sweeper at the salon. Oh, man. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the hair yes. It's normally just called the uh, hairstylist. No, <laughs> They finish no, they the job and the... then they sweep it. No, it's usually like the hostess will like, come You think around. it's a hostess at a salon? <laughs> you know. Generally the receptionist. <laughs> and usually that person is uh, an apprentice. And they are there and they have to do menial tasks until they like earn. sweeping the hair. Like sweeping the hair. Yeah. Yeah. That would be but my worst. Most that, hairdressers just do it hell. themselves. But it's fine. It'd be my hell. Yeah. Uh, here's what's worse. Have you cut hair before? I also don't know. Well, yeah, but I also don't even like, like when I'm cutting hair, I don't like the sound of it. Oh, I love it. It just seems so fatal to me. Oh, I love that sound. That's fun. So I used to cut my hair and my sister's hair, and then my mom let me cut her hair a few times too when I was in like middle school and high school. But me and Lauren, I, my sister, I would just cut her hair all the time and cut mine, and it was so much fun. And then I went to hair school for a while and dropped out. Mm -hmm. It's a beauty school dropout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I loved it. I fucking love that. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't like it. Oh, I love the feeling. No, but here's the worst there's part. no coming back from it. That's what I know. That sound oh. just like sink and then and then the fall to the ground. And I'm, well, there is because it grows back. So no, not action. not with these jeans, baby. It's not like cutting off a leg. Not with these. <laughs> <laughs> no, these jeans. I get one centimeter a decade. Fair. <laughs> no, but here's the thing: when you cut hair and those little bitty tiny hairs that you're talking about everywhere, they get all in your clothes and they stab the shit out of you and you will find them later like in your pant leg or, or when you go and get your hair cut do you ever like did the hairs ever fall off the cape onto your like yoga pants and then you're walking around later and you got to go run other errands and you've got teeny tiny hairs just no no oh. my capes are my capes are they're shower curtain thick they're okay they're good they're okay. quality you think you're better than me that's fine yeah don't, you don't whatever. open it. You don't move the cape. I don't know what paper bag capes you're using. Listen, but I, I move the cape around because I'm always getting my phone. Capes. <laughs> coffee filter capes. Coffee filter capes. They don't just cut a hole in the middle of a coffee filter and put that over your head. <laughs> and that's what they use. Can't you see like. They don't have they, eight pieces of construction paper taped together around you. Can't you see some like bougie ass expensive salon. You walk in and the music's like boom, 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 boom. And then they put a little coffee filter <laughs> around your neck. It, they would, though, because they'd be they, like, this is better for the environment. Yeah, and then they cut three strands, and they're like, $872, please, pre-tip. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. I think that's a good business idea. Thank you. Yeah, post-pandemic. That's a good mm -hmm. business idea. Hey, uh, okay, what other catch-ups are we catching up on here? Anything Anything with cheaties? Anything that's gone on? Have we oh, found? Oh, we, we just we found out we made the... Uh, Hot 50 list. Oh my for October. God. We damn sure did from Podcast Magazine. Yes. Podcast Magazine listed us. It says their voters like picked us for, and we didn't yeah. even like campaign for this. I didn't even know it was a thing until we got tagged in it by our friends yeah. over at the Upside, Jeff and Callie. And they were like, uh, hey, check this out, ladies. Good job. And we were number 46 and 50 all out across of the whole United Dude, States the, world. Like on that list was like Armchair Expert yeah, with yeah, Dak yeah. Shepard. I was dying, and Upside was listed number one again for like fourth week in a row. Mm -hmm. But yeah, hot hot fifty list. I was losing my damn mind. So thanks for everybody that voted for us. Yeah, and now that we know about it, we're gonna keep blasting it. And uh, I think their 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 own podcast is coming out at, that that talks about podcasts. Hell yeah, um, podcast about podcasts. Meta, but they are going to feature us. Um, with, so cool. Yeah. So we'll be on their next podcast about podcasts. Hell yeah. And uh, thanks for voting for us. And I guess keep it up. Yeah. If you want to. <laughs> if you want to. Yeah. I think if they're listening right now, if they if they take the time, here's what I think. If, if our listeners take the time to listen to our catch-ups. Yes. Later in the week. Or our minis, as they used to be called. Uh, then I feel like they are dedicated listeners. There's some stabbies. They are some true stabbies. They yep. may not be OG stabbies. They may be newbie stabbies. But we love all of our stabbies equally. And as soon as we can, we will be buying and distributing custom knives <laughs> to all of our stabbies. Like, ever since we started Cheaties, no Cutco salesman has showed up to our doorstep. Not one. And Let's it's kind of pissing me the hell yeah. off. Uh, okay, let's see. Um, what else do we have? Oh my God, the house, Catherine. Oh yeah. So mm -hmm. y'all's house is for sure, for sure. Y'all are already your well hot tubs. We yes. need to establish you it's have ours. nothing to do. Sure, it's ours. We're I'm gonna, getting. I'm getting a. We're gonna. Dorm, have you seen the doormats that have been circulating around that, that say, say resist? No. Oh, I it have. says. Oh well, I'm getting. 
What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, a friend of mine posted today on <clears throat> online that she just got her custom resist mat in, and it's a black-owned business here in Atlanta, and they make these um, mats that say hashtag resist on them, and they are selling them. So people- Okay. Well, I'll get that for the front door then. Okay, cool. For my back door, it's going to say his last name in cursive. Mm-hmm. The hot mm-hmm. tubs. Mm-hmm. And then parentheses, it'll say, well, not yet. He hasn't asked yet. Have you not seen those coming around? No, but I'm sure it doesn't say not yet. He hasn't asked yet. Yeah, it does. And it hot says tub yet wants- twice because that seems well, I, superfluous. God. It says redundant. The hot tubs eventually, comma, he just hasn't asked yet. Oh, that's cute. Okay. That's cute. But can it please say the hot tubs and not his actual real last name? Yeah, it's a really good point. Can we please put the hot tubs? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for tagging my, my uh, home decor. I'm super excited. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, this is yeah. this is very fun. Okay, so we're we're moving uh, October 30th. Okay, so so our we get in the 26th. Oh hell when yeah! When do y'all get in? So we so as of right this second, our closing date should be the 26th of October, but. Uh, all this happened very fast, and that was just the projected date with the time that we put in the offer. So I think a lot of closings get extended, and it sounds like ours might have to get extended a few days or whatever. So but hopefully before November, so maybe right mm-hmm. then, right, like, at the same time. But I'm just really hoping the closing stays on the 26th. Technically, it's on the 25th, but that's a Sunday, and so it has to be that Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, but if, like... I don't know. I'm learning way more than I ever wanted to know in a million years about mm-hmm. mortgages and all that oh, sh- yeah. shenanigans. And so apparently like once everything is out to underwriting, which it all is now, it could be, there could be some flag or something that's thrown up and then we got the house got appraised. So the house has not been appraised yet, mm-hmm. but none of that's going to change anything. Yeah. Okay. Cause once the mortgage approves all of that, uh, did you really shade my voice there? I did. Okay. This has But you know what we did do this past weekend though? Uh Is we negotiated back and forth with the sellers. That's always fun. Yeah. Well, you know how right now it's like a seller's market Mm -hmm. and everybody is uh, overpaid. Well, you know this because Hot Tub went through this when y'all were trying to get that house, which is he was losing out offers to people who were offering over asking price. Way over. Way over, right? And so we were kind of, I was kind of paranoid. And I think I've talked about that before on the pod. I'm not sure. But I was like, first of all, I felt like they were asking a lot to begin with. And I was like, I am damn sure not offering over that. It's going to be a stretch if we even try to buy it for what they're wanting to ask it for, ask for it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, we were kind of like, well, it hasn't been listed yet. So we kind of have the upper hand here. And then we had the inspection done and we found a bunch of stuff, nothing major or really bad, just, you know, some leveraging power and started negotiating and went back and forth. And they pretty much settled for, uh, let's see, it would be 20, 24,000 less than they were going to list it for. Oh, shoot. Uh Dang. That's why I'm not that worried about the appraisal because even if the appraisal comes in somewhere near that or around it, like I figured the appraisal would be less than what they were wanting to ask for anyway. Mm -hmm. So now we're probably closer to what it would be appraised for. We've somehow turned into the next, the sequel to Bride Wars. Ah, yes. House House buying. Buying. Fights. House fights. Bride Wars, house fights. Yeah. 
Which uh, let's pitch you, that show to HDTV. Yeah, which you've won and you'll continue to win. Okay, we're gonna pitch this show to HDTV. Ready? Someone is wanting to list their house. You and I show up. We ring the doorbell. Whoever answers, we punch them in the face. <laughs> we see if they fight back or not. House and fights. House fights. <laughs> You never know who'll be behind the door. Comes on Wednesday nights at 4.30 a.m. Who's behind door number one? <laughs> That's the log line. Yeah. Two comedians show up and punch you in the face. <laughs> and then you get to pick. But then they say something funny and it's called a punchline. And then, and then you get to pick who gets your house and who goes to jail. And who goes to jail. House fights. House fights. House fights. House fights. <laughs> Wednesdays at 4.30 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand how we're not famous. It's wildly yeah, famous. I, I truly it. don't I understand get it. it either. <laughs> house fights. Uh, house fights. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we went through the negotiation process. That was a nightmare. Like, I've never been... Uh, like the only other feeling that even remotely feels like that anxiety, that sheer nonstop anxiety, like borderline, like diarrhea feeling like between waiting to hear back to hear mm -hmm. what they're going to say, especially after we gave my, my realtor gave that offer that where it was, my clients will not go any higher than oh, I love blank. That. Right. Cool chills. And then the sellers would Ooh, literally wait. Lawyer hours and hours and hours and hours and hours to get back to us. Yeah. They would have like a deadline and they would wait till the second before or, or in one case hours after that deadline, but we just had to wait. We had nothing. There's literally yeah. nothing we could do. There's nothing compares to compares that except that feeling of when you think the person you're with is cheating <laughs> and you're going through their stuff, mm -hmm. their phones, their whatever to try to find evidence like that feeling that sick like, oh my God, what, you know what you want to find, but you don't want to find it, but you do want to find mm -hmm. it. That's mm -hmm. exactly that, that same level of anxiety of waiting to hear back if the sellers are going to say yes or no. So you caught them cheating and you're like, I won't tell anybody if you give me this house. If you give me this house, exactly. Yeah. House fights. House fights. House fights. House fights. HGTV. Who's buying? Door number one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that has been super exciting. So every day we are one step closer to living in a house that you and I broke into to go to go look at. It's funny that you can listen to our catch-ups and you can hear the chronological. I was just about to say order. chronological. <laughs> chronoloscopy? Of Is that a colonoscopy in a chronological order? Yeah, if you go backwards, we will deliver you a chronoloscopy. <laughs> uh, and you, you literally can hear. Because you can hear the shit coming out if you just go... <laughs> The bullshit. The bullshit. Will be a spewing. Yes. Um, which is like a fun, I get it, why people go backwards and listen now, because what a what a effing journey. What a journey. Should we pitch our caller for Monday? Oh, 100% we should, because first of all, when we say a teaser voicemail, this dude sure. hit it on the freaking <laughs> nail. I literally spit out my breakfast when I heard it. <laughs> So, so concise. Yeah, it was pretty perfect. So, yeah. okay, y'all, here is the voicemail for Monday's caller. I only have one thing to say, and I think this will be enough to make you interested. 
she bought her a boob job while we were together. My name is Evan. All right. This, uh, we've now, we definitely already recorded this, <laughs> this episode that's coming up on Monday and it is fantastic. Fantastic. Our jump to conclusions and pitch about it afterwards mm-hmm. are some of our best work. I, I believe I so. Say. Yeah. I'm so glad that we started doing segments after the interviews because mm-hmm. it was just like all this, there's just so much energy and everything after the fact and so much information that we got. This, this really helps me, I think too. remember it first of all, when we do it, yeah. when we do them separately, but also it kind of connects all the dots, I think for the listeners Yes. so that they can kind of see a plot, a plot and they can kind of cast the people themselves yeah. in their heads and all that. Uh, I had a ton of fun with it. And that story was just bizarre and hilarious. <laughs> Uh, so I'm really, uh, really, it's another, it's another one of the episodes where you feel kind of guilty laughing at mm-hmm. their pain, but Hey, they wouldn't call us if it wasn't terrible. <laughs> you know, they know it was terrible. They know yeah. it's laughable. They wouldn't call a comedy true crime podcast. Oh, that's another thing that we can catch up with for about oh, cheaties. Yeah. So we switched, which we have no idea if this has benefited us or not. But we used to be under, you can be under multiple categories on podcast sites and we used to be under relationships and we were like, but here's the thing. <laughs> some friends actually talked to some podcast friends were like, uh, people <laughs> looking for a relationship podcast aren't, they want help with a relationship. Exactly looking for yours. Yeah. They're like, you're not necessarily what, uh, your podcast that self-help or that eliminates all hope for any relationship yeah. ever and everything's always doomed. Yeah. They're like, you're more like true crime because a bad thing happened. Someone was guilty and y'all are walking through. You're literally listening, listening to the victim, retelling, walking them back through their trauma (laughs) and laughing and you're laughing about it. So it's a little different than true crime, but it's essentially a crime has occurred. Yeah. And now we are putting the pieces together and hearing everything in real time. So I feel like this is way more true crime. So we're 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 going after we're going after that number one true crime spot. Yeah, I think we so. We want to be the number one true crime hey, podcast. My favorite person who killed somebody story. We're coming after you. Move over. We got a uh, man has aneurysm. Girlfriend <laughs> looks his phone in the ICU and sees mistress text him. Yes. Boom. Beat that. <laughs> All right, Stabbies. Uh, This has been too much fun. Toodles. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Cheaties, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you've cheated or been cheated on, you've got a cheating story and we want to hear it. So please leave us a teaser voicemail at 888-STABBY-8. That's 888-782-2298. And go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Cheaties Podcast. And you can follow me, Lace Larrabee, at Lace Larrabee. Follow me, Catherine Blanford, at KBiz9. That's K-B-I-Z-Z-9. Stay stabby. Go ahead. Go to your ready-made horse. That's all you're good for.